Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week's program, it is the end of Ghostbusters world as we know it. I know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we're going to be talking about uh, the app coming to an end. We're also going to be talking about Spirit of Halloween, uh, their newest items, talking a little bit about some uh, fan films. Uh, and then in the second half of the program, we've got a, uh, a fun discussion topic, a, a mundane, very trivial discussion topic, which is pretty much what we do best around here. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! We're gonna see what happens. We got there is stuff. We've got there's, stuff. there's a few. Yeah. There's some merch stuff to talk about. Uh, there's some fan film stuff. Like it turned out to be the week of fan films, which when you think about it, considering at least one of them is specifically related to quarantine. <laughs> it's literally called uh, quarantine. Yeah, it makes a certain amount of sense that about three to four months in a whole bunch of uh, yeah, it's quarantine. Uh, you're gonna see a spike in babies and fan films. So <laughs> fan there you films, go. Yeah. I don't know. So should we do should we do some news and then I have a, a, a discussion topic we may or may not get to. So I don't even want to tease it. I in the event we don't, don't get tease to. it. Okay. I would go so far as to say it's not a discussion topic. You have come up with a thought experiment, uh, and I'm yes. I'm here for you. Okay. All right. Well, a Ghostbusters thought several Ghostbusters thought experiments, and I'm on board. Okay. All right. I like that. So I won't even tease it. We'll just get into it later uh, if we have time. So uh, here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, sir, where where should we start? Should we start with merch? Because there's a whole bunch of merch stuff. Um, minimal sure, let's do merch, merch stuff. Um, so, uh, well, it's not... I mean, it's not the biggest, fanciest stuff, but uh, one of them, given my final thought last week, is very close to my heart. Spirit Halloween. Spirit Halloween. Yeah. Stuff coming in. And it's, I mean, I, so they, they still have the same stuff as last year. It looks like the same offerings will be re, re-upped if you want to purchase online. Uh, some of it expanded, like the jackets, um, which fall somewhere in between uh, quality and not quality. They're... <laughs> They're the bomber okay jacket jackets. looking ones, those, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the var- the weird, not weird. That's a bad uh, descriptor. The unusual and slightly uh, off kilter uh, varsity style Ghostbusters jackets. It's hard to de- kind of describe. Yeah, no, a varsity jacket's pretty close. A varsity so imagine- jacket. It's almost like when you do if you're building your own, you know, uh, uh, Ghostbusters uniform, and you go to like the flight suits or go to like Gibson Barnes or whatever. And you see like the yeah. jackets that they offer kind of like those flight jackets, but not, I don't know how to explain it's, it. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, um, 
a committee sits down and says, you see all those fans and they're going and they're buying their like $50 Marksburg warehouse jackets and then they're slapping Ghostbusters stuff on it. Do that, but uh, make it a cheap jacket. Yeah, but make and, it mass uh, producible. Mass producible. Uh, also, assume that nobody will understand what it is. So put way more <laughs> Ghostbusters stuff. I'll, like write Ghostbusters on the back yeah. if you have to, uh, and then uh, put a and then phone, sell them. phone number underneath it. Then people will yeah. really understand. And yeah. then and then sell it for fifty bucks, like the Mark Square Warehouse jackets. Do that. They're not fifty bucks. I think they're more like thirty bucks. I mean, but, there are uh, a couple of items, and even in the new stuff that Spirit's got, like the the badge. The, the, I'm like, who came up with that? I mean, I understand like the badge because I've seen GB fans. <laughs> Prop people building out their badges. Yeah, but... Yeah. Well, just bear in mind that every company has a product development group, and they, probably like most of us, just when it's time for inspiration, hit the web, and they're almost immediately going to run into the the teams that had their own custom uh, badges made. They probably ran into at least one news item about Dan Aykroyd's fascination with badges. Uh, I guarantee you there was at least one mention of maybe if we're lucky, Dan will get one and show it off and we'll have some viral stuff to it. Maybe they ran into the article where the guys who made their own gave one to Dan. Like it's just, you can, I, it's, um, 50% chance somebody said, let's, uh, let's make, uh, let's, uh, let's make up our own, uh, and almost the rest of it is yeah. they just stumble into somebody else making it. The reason I brought up the jackets is they had them for adults last year. This year they got kids sizes. So. Oh, oh, that's so right. That is new, one of the new, new things. Yeah, it's yeah. So it, so let's just rattle off the new stuff. So it's the sure. badge, the paranormal investigator badge. Um, it's a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man uh, treat bag. Scoop, it's one of those they like call it. scoop. Yeah, it's like the the outstretched hand, which is great for social distancing. Although it doesn't mm-hmm. look that long. Um. Well, you add in an you add in an arm, and maybe the adult putting the candy in reaches over a couple. Yeah, it could yeah, be six. Maybe feet. it helps a little bit. Um, and then the kid's jacket, and uh, what the else? flashlight. The flashlight. That was the other thing. The, with the LED flashlight with all the different lenses that you can put onto it. Kind of, kind of like the old uh, Kenner Ghost Zapper, which is kind of funny, but a not without bit. ghosts on it. Um, no, it doesn't look like uh, each of the items. Like the scooper is about. Seven eight bucks. The flashlight is about six or seven bucks. Um, the badge, which is metal, they say it's metal. Even it is only like yeah. I can't. I, I had it written down and then I lost it because that's me. Uh, but at no more than ten bucks, sort of thing. I think it's about seven or eight bucks on its own. Um, yeah, the flashlight, uh, cute. Actually, I was more disappointed that when I saw pictures of it online, it had the interchangeable. Uh, ghosty lenses you could put over it and because they're done in like a green I, I thought they were little plastic glow-in-the-dark coins uh, I was I was actually hoping that maybe Spirit of Halloween was going to be selling like big bag of like little Ghostbuster token glow-in-the-dark tokens oh, I don't know cool. why I I don't know why I thought anybody in their right mind would make that except that I I I buy them on bulk and hand them out every what Halloween. A great for handout. The t- In addition to the candy, you get a couple of these cool, like well, almost like right. pog-like tokens or something. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. That glow in the dark. Yeah. And, eh. Anyways, um, yeah. So so spirits spirits back in the game. Yeah, spirits um, spirits still in the game. I mean, the bummer is that this year, at least down in the states, uh, no spirit Halloween stores. Um, you know, they're they're obviously not going to be doing their pop ups because it's just yeah. way too difficult to. 
well, populated you have to admit, an area and keep it safe. And uh, uh, on the on the one hand, well, now that thinking back to every Spirit Halloween I've ever been in, the spacing between aisles and you know shelving and all that. It's considerable because they're more often than not jamming themselves into a, a big box store that got you know, yeah. a husk of a big box store that they only at best need half of. So I don't know. I guess in theory they they could if they were just limiting the people in at a time. Uh, but, yeah, but you think about but you know, a, they've got their changing rooms for the trying on the costumes and how do you disinfect yeah. a costume that somebody's picked up and open the bag? And I, I mean, I, I exactly. get it. It, that, it just that, opens that, a whole can gets of worms. Messier, yeah. yeah. Well, the but, other thing is is that. <laughs> So let's list the 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 MBA uh, pros and cons here. <laughs> uh, cons: uh, Halloween is going to be decimated this year, yeah. uh, and our whole company is built around Halloween. Pros: We don't actually have any physical stores, so, so yeah, like it's literally just all they in can, shipment. Yeah, they can just literally say this year uh, we're going to we're going to lean heavily on our mailing list. We're going to invest in expanding that mailing list. We're going to expand on online sales, and um, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for the franchisees that pick it up every year because they're going to be uh, that's going to be a no go for them. But uh, yeah. All the more reason that, please refer back to last episode where I said <laughs> we all need to inform television and radio that they're going to have to do the heavy lifting. Let's do something special. Yeah, as much as they're going to have to. Yeah. Their, their television stations and radio stations need to turn into the Halloween channel for a week. Please. Solid. Something. Yeah. Um, then, if uh, not beforehand. I mean, I feel like. We're already talking about here in Los Angeles. They've canceled the Rose Parade, uh, you know, for uh, New mm-hmm. Year's Day. So, uh, I think we're going to need a little bit of Halloween and Christmas cheer well in advance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's just start now. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Um, <laughs> um, possibly extend it past Halloween. Yeah. Ride it out all the way to Thanksgiving. And um, uh, hey, speaking of Christmas cheer, before I forget, and it's just it's yeah. not something that you and I put in our impromptu rundown in our uh, text uh, chain, but um, uh, for those of you that pre-ordered your uh, Ectomobile, your uh, uh, Hallmark ornament uh, that was supposed to be coming out for this holiday season uh, that was Ghostbusters Afterlife themed, uh, tr- we did expect this to be happening, but it's been delayed until next year, so... Uh, yeah. they're either crediting you or they'll keep your pre-order on file and you can get it next year. But, uh, that's, that's been, been delayed and understandably. So the movie is not out and it makes, makes a whole lot of sense to, to hold out. So, uh, that I, I just want to yeah. get that off before I get like, it out of the way. Yeah. Totally forgot. Um, toy fair. We saw some new bobbleheads. And those are now uh, up for pre-order up for or pre-order for order? on okay. pre-order at Entertainment Earth. Probably other places too, but uh, at the end of the day, was it uh, Big Big Bad Toy Store and Entertainment Earth? Uh, they 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 control seventy five percent of the world's pre-order <laughs> nerd stuff. Um, but this time, yeah, Entertainment Earth got them up there. I, th- I had it. Excuse me while I put down my my mudslide here. Ah, yes. Uh, I'm doing the doing the Kahlua drinks because that makes sense when you need to use your voice on a podcast. Just uh, get some uh, whatever is uh, creamy uh, drinks yeah, going. Creamy uh, lactose based, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there's there's your ASMR. Mm, phlegm. Your, your AA uh, your anti uh, auditory. 
2995 is the pre-order price. And it's Slimer and Stay Puffed, right? Slimer being trapped, which is really cool. And Stay Puffed, just stay puffed in. Did I take a picture? No, I didn't get a picture of him. But uh, they stand about eight inches tall, I think it said. And they're $29.95. So Slimer, who is almost entirely head or head merged into torso or whatever, uh, he bobbles around in like this solid uh, cone of what is supposed to be the vortex sucking him into the trap. So that's pretty neat. And then, you know, Stay Puffed has a head. So it bobbles. Can we can we make Stay Puffed in a thing? I really like that. Just stay puffed in. What are you doing? Uh, just stay puffed in. It's all right. Every day stay puffed in. Oh, there's a song I got to cut for the uh, Halloween yeah, episode. Yeah, let's do that. L-M-G-B-O-O. So that's awesome. And and I would, I don't know. I This is such a weird everything. I want to say this is such a weird year at this point. But so San Diego San Diego Comic-Con would normally be happening this week. And in theory, we would be seeing all of the the licensors and uh, the panels and all of the stuff down there that would be noteworthy, newsworthy, things for us to talk about. Um you know, uh, NECA, of yep. course, they've they've already just been announcing their their exclusives and their. Uh, I mean, they're really giving the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fans uh, their money's worth. Um, yes, but so I still have a feeling that there may be some announcements, not necessarily big. You know, uh, Hasbro here's the entire lineup announcements, but there we might see a, a few things. Even yeah. for, uh, you know, just a, a glimpse of what might be coming early next year or mid to next year. Uh, that- I suspect, um, given that San Diego Comic-Con, which is a fixed point in time, is not happening, instead of fighting for visibility around that fixed point in time, there might still be some Comic-Con exclusive stuff that they'll either just stop calling it the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive yeah. or, or you know, maybe they will or just call it exclusive. I think we may... St- I, there could be more stuff in the next little while as companies go, well, we're not taking this to San Diego where it's mostly going to sell out. We're going to have to move it online. So we need the most visibility we can get. So let's pick a better time Something. sort of thing. That That's just a hunch I've got. I don't know. I mean, and, and could the, be wrong. the biggest reason I bring it up is Hasbro always has such a huge presence down at uh, SDCC and, if in an in an alternate universe where uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife came out on July 10th and everybody was still reeling and how awesome the movie was two weeks after and they go down to San Diego Comic-Con, I would imagine they had to have had some sort of Hasbro booth Ghostbusters exclusive set up or ready to go or, you know, maybe it was just a, a figure mm, or a, yeah. a vehicle or a playset or something. That's um, true. So That's I, now... Tucked away because it yeah. cannot be shown. <laughs> cannot be shown. Uh, cannot be sold. So um, you know, maybe like you said, it, it doesn't become a San Diego exclusive. Um, it also shows how tired I am. I can't say San Diego tonight. Um, but you know, maybe it will be something that will come around in you know March, uh, April when the movie is released, and it becomes yeah. like a Hasbro Pulse exclusive or something to that effect maximize the uh like i said the visibility and the release yeah 
Um, or, you know, they could just draw names out of a hat and send it to us. And we will love them forever. <laughs> just just do that. That'd be great. Yes, please. We'll, we'll accept that. Totally acceptable. Mm. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, merch. Oh, you know what? The, the Janine Ecto Glow. I saw, I think it was Jason on Ghostbusters News. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. It was, <laughs> it was Craig. It was Mr. Goldberg of the Yes Have Some podcast who got it. And that's where I saw it. Uh, I believe maybe they... Did they both? Did get they it? both have it? Well, maybe they I, did. I didn't. I didn't dig into it. I just saw it in passing, and I, I did the comical double take. Um, the <laughs> what the neck huh? snapping double? T- uh, as somebody who owned a complete set uh, of Ecto Glows, I was a little confused by it, and yeah. then found out these guys just made really fantastic customized replica so so toysaurus um toysaurus i should say uh they're if you go to instagram and you check them out they have a whole bunch of like their 3d printing um like dioramas for the real ghostbusters figures that look like the the firehouse uh packs that look like the actual real ghostbusters uh packs that you can swap out for your figures just a, a whole bunch of cool stuff if if at one point in time you said gee it would be nice if blank basically these are the guys that are, are figuring out a way to do it and, and sell it. Um, yeah, they most recently, I think, are they the ones that are doing the large scale RGB figures too? That, I uh, don't, don't quote me on it, to. but it's, it's again, one of those things where it's like, Oh, that's such a brilliant idea. But, um, and I think they also, the last item they offered was Egon's lab, which, uh, was a prototype that was never sold. And, uh, you know, here, here they can bring it to, uh, fruition for the whatever 100 200 people that want it um so uh or or less because i think e, uh, janine is limited to 10 they made 10 of them well and we know where two exist already then apparently yeah um, or at least one but yeah, one I mean, in a maybe these are awesome i mean they're carded uh custom figures this one is janine ecto glow which uh, obviously was not part of the line which was the four main guys in lewis right was it only yep, those five correct. yeah um, so Janine gets her own Ecto Glow, uh, you know, card and packaging and design and her own pack. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's a very cool figure. I don't think they're for sale anymore, right? No, they're sold out. Yeah. And like I said, that's because they made 10. I suspect that's because, um, this is just a guess. There was a video. I don't know if the video talks about how they made it, but I suspect the limit of 10 is because it required them to get their hands on uh, 10 regular Janine figures mm. on card. So they had the bubble, uh, the, the, the bubble and, and possibly sort of the, bashed the, them into what they became. Yeah. yeah. And possibly the, the heads that they could then kit bash onto a, a body printout. Uh, Cause I, again, I don't hundred percent know how they're doing that. They're three printed, 3d printed other stuff. And I know glow uh resins and plastics are in fact an option uh with 3d printing now uh so yeah i think that's it i think they basically just had to try to acquire uh 10 janines in decent shape with or at least with decent bubbles that they could like take off and clean off the the paper and glue and then uh redo the cards and affix her back into place that's just a hunch and and 10 makes sense because that seems like a whole lot of work that seems like a whole lot of custom action figure work especially if they're 3d printing i mean everybody goes oh that's just push a button and go but man that printing's gonna (laughs) take hours yeah i mean even if you if they can arrange them in a way to print multiples in one go um 
man, yeah, like we're talking days of printing just to get them out. And then you got to take them out, clean them up, uh, apply paint, which was probably done by hand because they had these, uh, the bodies were molded in, in that glow-in-the-dark toy plastic that was popular in the 80s, probably radioactive. Well, I mean, technically it is, but I mean, <laughs> probably horribly radioactive. Yeah. Uh, but then they had these, you know, the 80s kind of funky uh shapes and and their names written on their arms and stuff like this um yeah and then you know you got to print off the cards i don't know exactly how to do that and then you got to assemble it all together and yeah, yeah 10 depending on the price that's the one thing i didn't find when i went looking is how much they were charging for them but you know i suspect they asked for a pretty petty and and got it for the the work done i was gonna say i mean probably akin to a, a prop replica replica at that point just because of the amount of work that goes into them um yeah well yeah i i I'd be surprised if they were asking for anything less than 50 bucks, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, check, check them out, especially on Instagram. They have a lot of really great photos and, yep. um, it, it is drool worthy even for those of us that don't really have the, the giant, uh, you know, uh, Bobby eighties, uh, Craig and Abby Goldberg, uh, <laughs> collection. <laughs> um, but yeah, go, go check them out They're They're really awesome. I mean, they're good collections, but are they like Guinness World Record collections? I don't Not know. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like our podcast, you and I kind of operate in a void. And uh, I, I was talking to a couple of people, Craig included, who was like, oh, all right, okay, so it's on. Uh, I think everybody's kind of now gunning for that uh, world record. But uh, that's another gu- podcast they, for another If time. they're gunning for it because of the guys going for it, great. If they're gunning for it because they think I'm gunning for it, have fun. <laughs> uh, this, is, go- this is basically like it's a near. mad, mad, mad world. Um, yes. But it's it's about Guinness Book of World Records for uh, nerd stuff, and I like it. Or uh, the updated, uh, the one from the early 2000s, Rat Race. <clears throat> yes, yes, exactly. Which is also... Quite good, actually. So, uh, Brendan, if you're out there listening and you want to make another documentary, I want you to now start documenting all of these guys like King of Kong, and I, w- I want to see who <laughs> ends up becoming the victor in the end. Uh, that's uh, that's your next documentary. That's, that's compelling documentary footage, just watching a guy <laughs> apply stick notes with numbers on it to <laughs> various toys. Compiling the database in Excel. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's see. I think that's everything for the merch news, right? Yeah. I so think so. Let's uh, let's kind of bridge the gap between oh, uh, Spirit Halloween, Spirit Halloween, Bobbleheads, uh, Bobblehead, Ecto Glows. Okay, yeah. So sure. I, I think I'll I think Ghostbusters yes. World is kind of the next kind of segue that yeah. will help us get into fan films. So uh, Ghostbusters World, no real big surprise here, but it was announced uh, that they will stop supporting and turn off the uh, the app uh, in August. And uh, I know a lot of people, um, especially those who had really supported the game, had really poured a lot of money into upgrading uh, their characters and their ghosts and spent a whole lot of time on it. Uh, very, very disappointed and hoping that another, would it, it's not a, a distributor? What would be the equivalent of, it's not a publisher, it's uh, not a developer? Uh- there's developers and publishers. Uh, I mean, it's basically the same as any other game. Um, Publisher-wise, it would be the people, they're the people who would be taking care of marketing, advertising, and paying for, in this case, servers. servers. So I guess a publisher would be who they're looking for. Or paying for the, yeah, yeah, what what ultimately 
again, they haven't said exactly why. It's clear it's just a numbers-based thing, and under the hood, it's numbers based on the fact that their game runs on the back of the Google Maps uh, API or some some yeah. map API that, yeah, they got to pay for, and it's probably not cheap. And, um, yeah, if the numbers and the money isn't there... Um, <clears throat> Uh, I mean, not not. I mean, I was not really surprised by this, just by the sense that I I had stopped playing the game. But obviously, when we went to FanFest, I thought, man, if there was ever an installation or some sort of a co-op or something that should be done for Ghostbusters World, you have X yeah. amount of people in one area. Something should be happening here, and nothing did. And you know, I'm sure maybe that was talked about. Maybe that was discussed. Maybe it never came to fruition. Um, but uh, that that to me was sort of the telltale sign. Like, eh, maybe the yeah. the apps days are are numbered. Uh, I mean, these games, mobile games, take a lot of planning for back end uh, event planning. Anyways, yeah, like even just simple weekly stuff to keep people involved and 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 present with the game and then add on top that you know they've got this expensive system subscription that they've got to pay for for the and the license maybe the license was up with sony uh, consumer products too and that could be too it. if these if these things were yeah were limited in time um where are we at did, did that come out around the time of answer the call or no it was after answer the call wasn't it uh it was i want to say 2017 yeah, I think that sounds a bit right. I'd have to go check, but um, it wasn't around the time I answered the call. It came actually. It might only have been twenty eighteen. Now that I think about it, hmm. so maybe um, it's just a two year license. That yeah. Anyway, um, it's you hit stretch for time. I'll see what I can. Yeah, I, I'm trying to. It, guys, time has no meaning anymore. Uh, no. About twenty minutes ago, I was like, "Wait, we're recording today." I can't believe that it's already Wednesday again. <laughs> what is happening? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the game. Uh, it was a great time killer, especially when I was at the airport and, and sitting in an, in a lobby somewhere. Um, I was right. It was February 23rd of 2018, 2018. Interesting. Oh, that was just announced. So it came out. Was it August of that year? Oh, October. Okay. Did, didn't even clock in two years. Well, no, August, that's still a little early for a two year license. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, maybe there are other uh, factors that we don't we're not aware of in the background. Uh, Maybe there was something that was supposed to be planned for uh, afterlife that never happened. Uh, Again, all of these things that people are constantly trying to shift and and see what they can't slide based upon the pandemic and and things going on in the world. So, um, so if if you are playing the game, uh, check your inboxes because they're giving people some you know, supporters, gifts, and uh, obviously this is sort of your last chance to go into the world and, and bust some ghosts and do some uh, PvP stuff. So uh, Yeah, I hadn't even, it hadn't even occurred to me until just now um, that, yeah, people not going outside actually may have just... Oh, that's a big part of it too. ...done it a damage because it is a very Pokemon Go style, you know, you got to get out and wander around i mean you can sit in your living room and do a certain amount of hunting but um, what a world um yeah good good point that's another part of it that maybe people lost interest because they were not out exploring uh and which is fine please do not go out exploring and if you do wear a mask um or certainly difficult enough that one of the big event things they had involved the, yeah. the giant bosses that you had to kind of go meet other people in a place to go fight uh 
So, uh, so at any rate, uh, GB World Hub, I know a uh, uh, big supporter of, of the game, uh, ex- extremely devastated by it, but they're kind of keeping up to date with all of the uh, ongoing uh, sort of news and releases. And if they're, uh, if they're releasing some of the ghosts out into the wild that you weren't able to catch uh, so that you can kind of complete the game, um, that's, I would go there and just make sure that you're keeping up to date and, uh, yeah, just enjoy it while you still can. Cause you've got about two weeks left as you listen to this, uh, to, to play, to yeah. play within Ghostbusters world, um, which is a bummer, but, uh, new, new things coming. I'm sure some, something else, the next, yeah. the new hotness will be right around the corner before we know. Well, it. in this case, the, the Lego, what is it? Legacies. The, yeah. The unboxed, uh, Lego, uh, which they've, I, all I've seen so far still are just like the four main characters. Like they, they're doing like character yeah. reveals uh, as of now, but, um, so yeah, so stay tuned on that front too. Yarp. Uh, fan films. You, you mentioned films. earlier that there have been a plethora of fan films. Uh, <laughs> one of which, yeah, so, three. so quarantine is an hour plus. I want to say it's an hour long at the very least. Um, so people putting some, some serious time and effort into these, these fan films. Um, so by my count, there is the, uh, circle city ghostbusters, uh, stranger things crossover fan film. Correct. Uh, yep. there is quarantine, which was, and forgive a recreation. me, uh, uh, and, and a family put it together. Uh, yeah. and I What's wish the... I had their name right in front of me. I'm going to try oh. to find it here. What's the term? Uh, sweeting? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, sweeting, like a. Uh, so the uh, like please rewind. Rewind. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's the one. The Essany family. Ticket. Uh, Michael Essany and his family. Did you family. find it? Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, so that's that's uh, quarantine, uh, and then what was the third one? Uh, Ghostbusters nine one one. Announce oh, their return. Yeah, that's right. Uh, GBTV actually. So the the entirety that's of right. their uh, parodies, like the one that always comes to mind, is their Ecto Clean uh, yeah. commercial. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's I think less fan film, more uh, like web series. They've got like a few things uh, in the works, which will be fun. Uh, well, sure. I just yeah. kind of lumped it together thematically. It works. Yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, fan fan created uh, content. Fan created. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, and, and obviously uh, a lot of uh, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money going into uh, all of those. So uh, check them out, and it, and especially if you like what you see, find ways to uh, support all of those guys uh, working on them. Um, the the ghost the Ghostbuster nine one one teaser uh, is very very funny but also kind of painful because i'm like oh it's it's the afterlife teaser and i wish we were watching afterlife right now (laughs) Um, yes well i notice a lot of people um at least those uh in the uh pro camp um were realizing that we should have been watching afterlife but uh in the absence of it uh just threw themselves wholeheartedly into the fourth anniversary of answer the call which is which I again am having uh, right a tough now, time uh, putting my head around that it's been four years. Um, yes, but yeah, but you're, you're absolutely right. It was. Uh, hold on, let me look up July 9th of 2016 that we were uh, out there yeah. in front of the Chinese theater. So uh, yeah, uh, what a, God! Four today years. is the 13th or 15th today, and that was the 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 long weekend opening that they gave it. 
Because it, it, it really started bef- well before the weekend. Because I remember that was part of the whole trying to get a sense of how its opening weekend was going to be was that it had these three extra days out in front of it or something like that. Yeah. It was uh, unusual. But yeah, this is day one of got to go see it. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I, th- I think particularly now where people are at home and uh, around their kids, I have heard from a lot of, uh, of, of friends and fellow parents and people who have been introducing their kids to Ghostbusters, um, which is awesome. Uh, I, I'm glad that everybody's kind of dipping into the nostalgic uh, titles, uh, particularly Ghostbusters and Goonies and Gremlins and Karate Kid and, you know, all yeah. the movies that we grew up with as kids. And I guess the the uh, stay at home has really inspired people to like, hey, I should show my kids this movie or that movie. Um, but uh, but a, a coworker did say, I watched, I showed my girls all three of the Ghostbusters films and their favorite was answer the call. And, uh, this was, and, and it was on a, uh, a group zoom chat as everything seems to be at the moment. And, uh, it was just like being on Twitter. There were two people that were like, Oh, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> two people were like, yeah. okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. My daughter loves it too. Um, and so, surprise, surprise that after four years, um, uh, <laughs> Some people still have some hot takes uh, on this movie. Same shit, different that day. They're yeah. pretty sure they need to share with the rest of us. Um, but spoiler, uh, you don't. You don't have to. It's uh, it's really fine. But uh, happy happy fourth anniversary to uh, answer the call. And yes, uh, we'll we'll make a we'll make a uh, uh, f- a nice round five year fuss out of it in a year's time. Yeah, let's do that. Actually, that makes next year. Sorry, I was about to say that makes next year pretty darn sweet. So what are we at? 2001, so that's not good round numbers for either the first two movies, but it'll be the release of Afterlife, Afterlife. and Fifth Anniversary for Answer the yeah. Call. That's, that's going to make that's for a pretty something. good year. Yeah, exactly. And and close uh, close in proximity to one another, too, so that'll be a fun like two, three-month stretch there. <laughs> well, um, ironically, just as Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 celebrate their f- uh, five-year chunk anniversaries on the same year, and Afterlife and Answer the Call will celebrate their five years. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's at the all same, coming same around. Same time. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Um, but uh, so excellent. So I, I did. We got some uh, voicemails from you guys over the last uh, couple weeks, and we've been holding on to them. So I'm going to play some of the voicemails, and then Chris, you and I can kind of delve into the, the thought experiment discussion topic. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Sure. We'll see. Here we go with your voicemail. Uh, big fan of the podcast for some caller. Uh, just calling in regards to cleaning up the town because something happened with me and wondering if it happened to other ghost heads out there and just want to get the word out to help them, I guess. Um, I came home on, you know, June 18th, all excited. Fired up my Apple TV after work, went to Crackle, saw it advertised, big and bold, cleaning up the town, selected it. And when I went to hit play, nothing would happen tried your standard uh, IT operation, turned it on and off again, reset the Apple TV even. Same thing kept happening with Crackle, restarted the app, everything you could think of to try to get the movie to play. So I was really bummed out going, hey, what's going on? You know, sign in and out, everything. Uh, eventually I tried it on my iPhone, downloaded Crackle. Sure enough, the movie would play it. For me, I just airplayed it right from my phone, right through the Apple TV, and was able to watch it. Absolutely loved it. 
But even to this day now, which is what, June 30th, two weeks later almost, if I go to Crackle and I try to select it through the Apple TV, it's not playing. And I don't know if that's something just for me or if other people have experienced this, but um, just want to let, let people know, like, hey, man, you can still airplay it through other Apple devices. Um, again, I'm assuming, uh, Troy said you, you said you watch it. I'm not sure if you watch it through a different, you know, Xbox, a PlayStation, a Fire Stick, whatever. But, yeah, I was just having some issues with the Apple TV version of Crackle. So um, I don't know if there's a fix for it that someone's even heard of, but just wanted to let you guys know about that. Again, thanks for your time. Have a good day. Hey guys, I'm a huge fan. I listen almost all the time. I just want to know, what do you guys think is your best interest for uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife? And what do you think merchandise-wise? What do you guys think with theater-wise? I'm a huge Bill and Ted fan myself. I'm actually waiting to see what's going to happen with that. So I would really love to hear what you guys would think on that. Thanks. I'm Sebastian, by the way. Hey, Chris and Troy. It's Jacob from the Circle City Ghostbusters. I was just calling to let you guys and hopefully your listeners know that we have a new fan film out. It's called Stranger Things in the Neighborhood, and it's a Ghostbusters Stranger Things crossover fan film. People can watch it at youtube.com slash circlecityghostbusters or facebook.com slash circlecityghostbusters. We have it up on both those websites. So I hope everybody enjoys it, and uh, I'd love to know what you guys think. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Chris and Troy, Dustin from the Alberta Ghostbusters. Uh, I was listening to you guys struggle with the hoses, and uh, I, I felt like I should just give you my tip, because um, I work with electronics and small parts all the time. What I did, and this may be helpful to somebody else, because you guys are already a ship to sail, um, but at the beginning of the manual, there is like your parts inventory, and there's only a certain amount of basically each length. So I laid them out in groups. That kind of helps you decipher which one's which. And then if you start from the spark plugs and work your way back to the distributor cap, you can kind of put them in sequential order. Um, that's what I did. I don't know if that helped, but uh, yeah, I mean, thought I'd lend some advice. Anyway, hope you guys are both well and uh, staying safe and uh, wear a mask. We'll see you on the other side. Hi, this is Jordan. Um, I just want to give my thoughts about Answer the Call. I think that it was a decent movie. I don't think that it deserved all the hate that it got. Um, was it better than the original? No. Was it still a decent movie? Of course. I mean, I just don't know why people can be so mean. I mean, I think they made that very clear that people can be mean. And they can just be bullies, and I think that is something that is often overlooked whenever they're talking about it. So yeah, those are my thoughts on Answer the Call. I can't wait for Ghostbusters Afterlife in March. And see you on the other side. Hey, yeah, I mean, speaking of uh, Answer the Call, uh, I've got an opinion on uh, Answer the Call in there, which was a lot of fun. Um, but so, all right, so here's here's what I've got, Chris. And this was uh, admittedly sort of a half-cooked idea that I texted you at zero hour uh, today. <laughs> um, but it occurred to me, you know, going back to our earlier discussion about showing our kids Ghostbusters, um, I was watching Ghostbusters 2 with my daughter and... 
for whatever reason, you know, every time you watch these movies, something sticks out to you and then you just sit and you kind of yeah. stew on it for X amount of time. We, we, not to, uh, I'll let you, I'm going to let you get back to your thought, but uh, we never talked about it before. I never realized until just um, last week or something that in the, that infamous match shot with the guys walking into the ruined corner apartment, the one where you can also see the boss yeah. film guys, yeah. um, you can see Lewis and uh, Dana standing up at, on the, the plinths there getting ready to open the gate. Yeah, you, you kind of did like a, you know, uh, Sector 7A, enhance, enhance, enhance kind of thing on, on that frame. Um, well, it, it, never, it was funny because... I went looking to see if I could just grab a shot of it on YouTube when I was going to post about it. You can't see it in YouTube. Yeah. It's, and th- at which point I realized that much like Egon's, you know, four figure joke or um, Ron Jeremy being in the movie that required um, the, the widescreen era to begin yeah. because up to that point, the best we could do was, catch it when we saw it in a screening and of course prior to the the widescreen era screenings were few and far between and then it it needed the the high definition blu-ray era to begin to see uh hand in hand because of course we'd seen the matte shot before and it was online but those shots the stills online weren't even all that big either right it it really Uh, took somebody getting an well, and and is on screen for forty eight frames or something like that yeah. too. So it's like and, even and if you're, you're in the theater, yeah. you don't have that chance to like pour over every detail of the map painting. Well, you never think to look up there because you're just sort of looking at the guys. Again, it's the reason why the boss film people stood out. You know, they got yeah. they were hidden for the longest time until just it just happened to look down one time and go, "There are people moving there." And then I had <laughs> I lucked out and got to talk to one of the boss guys after a screening in Vancouver and he confirmed that, yeah, they, they snuck it in there. I was like, what? Some, someday we're going to see that matte painting out, uh, in the wild. Whoever owns that piece of glass, uh, will be able to take a look at it because I, I would like to see all of the different windows that they put some rear projection, uh, because you know Michael Michael Gross calls out that they put some uh, maybe inappropriate things in some of the windows. Uh, they <laughs> like just to give that some life. Uh, they in that put same a lot of those shot, or in that same or shot, the st- or, or the state. Okay, interesting. I thought it's in that same one with the the Boss Films party, but um, but again, it's it, one of those things you ha- yeah. you can't see. You can't really see, and who knows when? Well, are you thinking it's it? when the when Puffed is climbing the the building? Uh, puffed is climbing the building or puffed is like walking between the buildings. Cause mm. I know in that one, if you look, you can actually see what looks like a pool table in one of the windows. Oh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, I haven't spotted any, uh, any, any rear pro- other rear projection. <laughs> any tricks. things that Sony lawyers will want to blur in. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, mm, well for a match shot. Yeah. I don't know how that would. Boy, that just sounds complicated in that shot. Uh, it yeah. would make more sense to kind of hide it in. Anyways, we'll keep looking. We'll, yeah, we'll find we'll keep it. looking find it. And once we find it, that's when the lawyers will be like, "That we got to blur that." Did those people sign release forms? 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so so yeah, wa- watching these films again, we pour over these details, and and I love that a lot of our listeners do exactly the same thing. And I think you know the 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 overwhelming response that we get to the podcast is like, I feel like you guys are like us. You just you watch the corners of the frames, and you uh, you're not not watching where your eye is supposed to be drawn to now you're you're finding all of those things within the movie that uh you continue to to find and and enjoy and learn about and yeah um, it only takes watching the 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 pre-credits uh drive away scene over 200 plus times <laughs> before you suddenly start looking off to the side and realize oh what's going on there oh, what's going on there cable in the, yeah what's going things. on there Um, but, uh, so yeah, so, so one thing that occurred to me, and again, these are, these are conversations that we have had ad nauseum on, uh, Bill's, uh, message board threads on GBHQ's message boards on GB fans, but there are these like kind of mundane unanswered questions, uh, that every time I watch Mm -hmm. the movie, I think about, but I know that it's just, it's completely extraneous. There's no reason for any storytelling to go into any of these whatsoever, um, and in, in most cases, a lot of times it's the joke too. So you don't want to like yeah. beat the, the joke into the ground, uh, because it, it's just, you need to let that, you need to let that be the joke and then you move on. Um, but the one that, that stood out to me is when they are in, uh, in Ghostbusters two, uh, when they head downtown to city hall to talk to Lenny after they've discovered the uh, river of slime and they're in their, uh, long johns and, uh, Ray says, uh, I just want you to know uh, that uh, just about 50% of us voted for you in the last election. And he says, I appreciate that. <laughs> you, you sit and you do the math and you go, well, just about 50% of us, there's four of them. Uh, and if you're saying just about, that's not quite 50%, which means so not two. So one person voted yes. for Lenny. And then for the next, I don't know, five, 10 minutes, I had this internal debate uh, in my head <laughs> As to who, uh, if I'm if I'm classifying the four Ghostbusters, would have voted for Lenny in the last election, uh-huh. uh huh. And I couldn't come up with a good answer. I I thought this might be like one of those things that you and I could, I don't know, talk about or something on our podcast. Sure. Um, because if you know Egon, who is probably uh, numerically uh, the 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 strongest of the group and is probably checking the the fiscal budget of New York city and, uh, realizing, you know, uh, perhaps maybe Lenny has done either a good or a poor job, uh, with things. Okay. Maybe Egon would have voted for them. Uh, Peter obviously would hold a grudge against Lenny based upon the fact that he shut them down and didn't support them. Uh, and he couldn't even get FaceTime with him when he's in his TV studio, uh, earlier in the film. So, yeah, maybe I, I don't see Peter voting for him. Uh, Winston, uh, I feel like Winston out of the group, maybe he felt some loyalty to uh, to Lenny. Lenny gave them the, the resources that were needed uh, to, to combat uh, Gozer and, uh, you know, uh, and and seemed to have a good rapport with him. He felt comfortable enough to... Uh, to tell it to the the mayor like it was uh, in that that fateful uh, uh, conversation that they had. So, all right, maybe Winston could have done it. And then I think Ray would have admitted that I voted for you in the last election. So I'm guessing Ray probably didn't vote for him because of the way that he phrased that just about half of us uh, voted. So 
I'm guessing it's not Ray. So I, I was kind of torn between maybe Egon and Winston. That's that's the best that I came up with. Hmm. Some somewhere out there is going well in the novelization. Uh, it is explained that uh, that Winston voted for him. I, I have no idea. I I and this is not the kind of thing that you want to spend too much time on. And I realize I bring it up no. on our podcast uh, because we didn't really have anything else to talk about. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you? Who do you think? Peter's Anybody? out. Peter. Uh, Peter definitely operates and thinks like a politician and also understands that he doesn't actually have to vote for a guy to be able to try to lie to a guy that I voted for you. Please pay attention to me. I don't see Peter voting at all. Yeah. I see Peter voting at all. Yeah. Playing, playing all of the sides uh, as as best as he possibly can. There's two things. The one where he, he, uh, um, you know, I'm a voter. Are you supposed to like uh, suck up to me, sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, lie to me because my butt. Yeah. A suggestion to to he, you got to work to get my vote, which me. But I think ultimately comes down to uh, thanks for old friends with the mayor. He stiffed us on a bill. I don't <laughs> think Peter votes for anybody no. that owes them money. An unpaying um, customer. Yeah. Um, I honestly think Ray. Boy, Ray is way more rah rah New York. I think. In a lot of ways, so is, is there a world where Ray voted for him and maybe tried to get the other guys to vote for him? Hey, this the, it was the mayor. He helped us out, yeah, I mean, and nobody that, supported him. Yeah, or or he, or he's trying to play an angle, which is we're voters. Uh, please listen to us, sort of thing. But also at the same time, is a terrible liar. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows for sure that he voted and the others didn't, and goes. Because I don't, I don't know that he'd necessarily throw it forward if, like, Egon voted that he'd try to sell them on the idea that anybody else voted for him. And um, I want to let you know that Egon over there voted for you. I appreciate that. Actually, that's a pretty good joke. Like, that would have been pretty funny. But Yeah. Um, boy, I don't know. Yeah. Funnily enough, I don't feel like even Egon cares about voting either. I mean, yeah. I, as you say, I, I understand he's numerically inclined, but he's also... Pure science. Like, I, I think he just operates in whatever environment is out there and is not interested in, like, in, he seems like the kind of guy that would approach voting as everybody else is voting. <laughs> uh, I don't have the time. Uh, statistically. Nor do I care. Yeah. I will just work within whatever comes out sort of thing. Um, That's yeah, what, I mean. Like, Winston is is sort of the, the go-to then. There. Winston like, and, and Ray are yeah. come across as way more civic-minded than um, than the other two. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it at, at Egon and, and Winston. I'd put it at Ray and Winston if uh, I was trying to figure that one out, to be honest. Uh, and and again, it is, it is totally inconsequential. It is such a there's mundane, no right weird thing of minutiae <laughs> that there's, yeah, there's there's no need. If, if somebody out there is... is angrily yelling at your uh, radio or your phone or your ipod or whatever you listen to us on it, yeah, it's stop okay that. you're it's gonna okay. get in trouble it's yeah don't do that um don't do that. but uh yeah and and then so the other sort of like obscure question that i had was um did did peter and jennifer go out on their date at eight o'clock like did, did that happen? And, and obvi- uh, it didn't go well, obviously, because we never see or hear from Jennifer again. And obviously, then Peter's infatuated with Dana ten seconds later. But 
I, I um, would love to know if that happened and what happened in that date. Again, it has no bearing on anything on structurally anything. in the story. <laughs> I would say no because that day's pretty much full because they went from making the he went from making the date to seeing a real live ghost, getting the pants scared off him. Then the three of them getting excited about the implications of it to getting kicked out of their cushy jobs to then plotting with Ray about we'll go into business. He go was the excited one too. Like he's the one that's doing the little up and down happy dance thing, right? Like, So does does he stand up Jennifer then at that point? Because there is a little bit of a time yeah. jump there between go into business for ourselves and then going to the you know uh, Manhattan uh, City Bank uh, to, to get the loan. There is, but in any time gap, anything could happen this is i mean we kind of got to stick to the specifics of did he meet up with her that night and i would argue that if he's out drinking peach schnapps with uh ray at i don't know mid-afternoon and he's there he's excited about trying to sell them on the idea of starting up a business um yeah, I don't know. I think you. At the same time, he's a bit of a horn dog. So <laughs> I was gonna say, and he he worked very hard to uh, get Jennifer's attention. Uh, that's the whole point of that entire first scene. Exactly. Um, right. So, but so that's that's one thing I would love to see explored in an IDW comic. Again, don't do that, guys. It's just not a, <laughs> not a compelling story. Um, what was the other one that I had? Oh, uh, again, what were some of the other episodes on World of the Psychic? So if uh, they can't get the telekinetic guy who bends the spoons, uh, the psychics come on and and Peter thinks that they're total crackpots. Uh, We've got hairless pets. Yeah, well, Um, he's... You're scraping the bottom of the barrel once you get to hairless pets. uh, Yeah, so what have been some of his other topics of discussion on his shows? I would be very curious to see like a TV guide circa whatever that was of 1989 and see what was on world of the psychic uh, weekly, but, uh, faux magicians. Um, uh, yeah, I'd like to think that maybe he covered uh, trepanation at some point that, uh, I find that pleasing <laughs> to think about <laughs> just to show up Egon. If Egon happened to be watching possibly, yeah, uh, I can talk him out of it again on my live television show. <laughs> um, yeah, it's again, something of total, like there's no reason for them to go into, well, on February 12th show, you had this person who was an esteemed journalist and like, that's the kind yeah. of exposition that so many other films super get caught up on now and you just can't do that. Yeah. And and that fans get really angry about that doesn't get covered. And you're like, but that, no, if they went into that, it would just totally derail the movie. Again, I'm not saying they should have done any of these things that I have these questions of. I'm just saying right. that I'm a nerd and I'm reading too much into things. I sometimes wonder about uh, in the first one, they do their uh, business picking up montage and all the coverage is... Uh, so there's, uh, Joe, um, what's his name? Uh, hang me, help me out. Um, uh, the one asking about Elvis. Um, I can't remember his name now, uh, you got, but yeah, he's you got Roger Grim, Roger Grimsby, uh, local New York King and Joe, ah, oh, shoot. 
uh yeah it was there he's in the aristocrats and uh, yeah. all sorts of things anyways the point is is that they're all new york based casey Kasem even i think was doing his countdown out of new york so they were the but <sighs> larry king to a limited degree was outside of new york in syndication and definitely casey Kasem was national but but they make reference to their their popularity or at least their notoriety is kind yeah. of getting out there Those on a national on level TV. yeah yeah, and like, yeah, exactly. Her mom, where does her mom live? But and what, and what, yeah, those those guys on TV, like, their ads, I guess. But at the same time, like, are they not, like, is, well, there's the newspaper. I guess the newspapers is where most of the national stuff would come in. But are they not getting on, like, uh, you know, the Today Show and stuff like no, that? Yeah, like, like Inside Edition or uh, Current Affair uh, for, for our older listeners. Um, what else would have? Yeah. What else would have picked up on paranormal investigators? Uh, that's yeah, that's I why know, I went like, immediately to a current affair because I feel like that would be their bread and butter. Um, Entertainment Tonight or something. I don't yeah, know. Entertainment uh, Tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Nah, 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 nah. Like if Casey Kasem has picked up, it's kind of like these guys have become folk heroes. Uh, you know uh, that. At least at the time, it's like if you're listening to the top forty, uh, you know you're you're kind of tied into pop culture at that point. Um, uh, yeah, how 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 widespread was the notoriety? And and yep. furthermore, that they fell from grace so quickly, like well, this within is, five yeah, this, years. This goes back into our other discussion about how they get forgotten in a five year period, which suggests yeah. that maybe their national notoriety was more. Uh, novelty based than anything well and and this actually kind of tees up some stuff for ghostbusters afterlife which i think would be nice is obviously the kids don't know who the ghostbusters were uh the kids maybe don't even know that ghosts are are real but uh paul rudd's character is like yeah uh, new york was like the walking dead in the 80s and everybody knew about this they're like what so uh it's not too much of a stretch to think about those sorts of things. Like if I'm trying to look back, I can't remember, I, I can't remember my high school graduation. Uh, <laughs> somebody was trying to wax nostalgic about high school and I was like, I don't remember a damn thing. And that was 20 years ago. Um, so yes, something that was earth shattering, like aliens existing or ghosts existing, you would think that that would still make a blip, but it's possible that that kind of got forgotten or was written off as, yeah, maybe maybe it was true. Maybe it wasn't true. We never had any concrete proof, and we haven't seen or heard from ghosts ever since then. So why would we think that they're real now? Uh, I don't know. I, I would think that if I knew that Ghostbusters were real, I would latch onto that. Especially if I was a kid in the '80s, like uh, Gruberson seems to be. Yeah, I would never let that go. But well, I mean, the '80s. I almost. At any given time, there's a lot of ooh, paranormal television yeah. stuff going yeah. on that I think a lot of people just blows off as uh, as fluff. So, uh, yeah. it's I mean I I still have had arguments with people that were like in Star Wars, people forgot the Jedi existed. I was like, uh, yeah, they're cool and they have supernatural abilities and superpowers and. I don't know why they would have been forgotten, but maybe it was because it was suppressed by people or it wasn't, uh, you know, covered in history textbooks. And if it's not part of popular culture, you just don't know about it. Uh, yeah. 
the I coordinator mean, something... I had who didn't know who John Candy was, and it felt like a total atrocity to me. But then I realized, like, oh no, I mean, John Candy passed away, and she probably didn't watch older films. And yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, I was just kind of quickly scanning through. Um, oh boy. Uh, scanning through different copies of things here. It's not the novelization doesn't mention anything about the line doesn't exist there um, uh, about uh, voting for oh, the mayor. Voting. I was I was totally joking. I I figured uh, that's that's the kind of thing that uh, might have been in the novelization, but yeah, it, it is not. And now I'm looking at copies that's of the fine. script, trying to figure it. Um, it's always fun scanning through all this stuff. Just reminded me too. I haven't really read a lot of the Ghostbusters two stuff, or at least not in a long while. Yeah, the scripts are always like the couple of drafts that I've read. There's always very small differences, and you you can see why the differences were made. You know, maybe they were working on pre production stuff, and they realized, oh, we can't we can't build out that set or that person. We're not going to cast a character for. So let's combine these two people. Um. Little things like that, but <laughs> little things like that. Uh, Bassmasters is not a scripted uh, joke, actually. <laughs> that they, that seems a, like a, a Bill Murray or a uh, yeah. Ramis throwing a line to the security guard uh, kind of thing. What was written is a an Acroid uh, uh, paranormal uh, babble speak. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Hey, Doctor Venkman, what's going on? We're just going up to restorations for a minute. Oh, I can't let you do that. Mr. Pohad told me not to let you up there anymore. And with mock seriousness. Okay, we're trying to keep this quiet, but I think you can be trusted. Tell him, Ray. Mister, you have an ectoperitic subfusionary flux in this building. <laughs> we got a flux? You got a flux and a half, said Winston. Uh, now, if you don't want to be the, he counts, fifth person ever to die in Metashock from a planar rift, I says, just to get behind that desk and don't move until we give you the signal, <laughs> which is stabilize all clear. Yeah, which is funny in its own right. But uh, oh, that's such a good line. <laughs> that's one of those that I'm like, oh, that that actually ectoperitic. Ectoperitic yeah. is a great. I now we got to figure a what that flux and a half. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's pretty good. Then there's the whole driving back and raise bamboo boo right. lead. Um, and he gets punched da, in the face da, 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 da. that much I know based upon the uh, now comics uh, adaptation and stuff but I'm almost there motherhood um, I'm uh, to what are you of, doing Ray I was trying to kill you 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 keep going here yeah Let's, what what other questions uh, do I usually have when I'm watching the films uh, I told you about my new one last time which is trying to figure out who the jerk down the hall is oh yeah yeah the the Phone the, phone the uh, manager. Um, I think I'm leaning on it being the little old lady, especially since once there's noise, she when the yeah she seems paradox nosy smashes, enough to like, she comes running out to halt see what's going on, and then realizes she's in overhead, goes running back <laughs> into her apartment. I, I told so for them the that moment, matter. yeah, but at the same time, she's way down the hall. How would she hear even a super loud TV? Right, uh, whereas yeah. the tall guy with the glasses at the elevator is theoretically in their area block. I don't know. Like I said, like, oh, God, this, we may there may be an upper limit of watching the movie and wondering about <laughs> things where you're like, there is no practical good to come out of any of this. 
And then there's other things that bug me. Like once I learned about the fact that Dana's apartment has no uh, toilet that you can figure out, I'm like, oh my, that just bugs me every and time now. Come on. What? John DeCure, what are you thinking? He <laughs> uh, Yeah. What were they thinking? It's a, it's a weird one, but yeah, it's like he op- comes through the door, opens up the closet. She goes, that's the closet. Uh, there's the living room, there's the bedroom, there's no space between her bedroom and the entrance because, because, a, and we see a bit of it when he's leaning, because there's yeah, a closet there's there. there's that closet and the wall, yeah. In her bedroom, there doesn't seem to be any, like the kitchen, and you go through the door, there's the kitchen <laughs> space, so there's no, there's no uh-huh. bathroom on the far side of the, uh, See, yeah, this is how know. Dana Barrett afforded that apartment at, at Central Park West as a That's you right. know an, an orchestra Just session a- musician. <laughs> There's no bathroom. She's got to go use the communal bathroom down the hall, and uh, now it all makes sense. Um. Yeah, there's no joke about the voting for him sort hmm. of thing. It's a much more condensed scene too. Like there's a couple of real big chunk lines and. Uh, all right, the Ghostbusters. I'll tell you right now, I got 200 of the heaviest campaign contributors in the city out there eating bad roast chicken, waiting for me to give the speech of my life. You got two minutes. Make it good. To which Ray jumps in. You can tell which ones are Acroid scripts because there's a lot of Ray uh, psycho babble. Uh, you get enough negative energy flowing in a dense environment like Manhattan, it starts to build up. And if we don't do something fast, this whole place will blow like a frog on a hot plate. Which is That's sort of a, in the movie. Yeah, I mean, close, yeah. To which Winston goes, tell me about the toaster. To which Vegman goes, I don't think he's ready for the toaster. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah, and then there's a lot more lines that there would be, but it jumps to the mayor going, being miserable and treating other people like dirt is every New Yorker's God-given right. Huh. What am I supposed to do, go on television? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no... They, that's really condensed, right? There's no real... Oh, see? Then it, it was an improv line, too, that probably had some sort of substance to it uh, on the day. I think but... it feels like they realized how kind of dense it was and wanted to soften it up a bit. So yeah. they had they had Ray give a little bit of a, a an uneasy how to get the ball rolling <laughs> with the mayor. First off... Uh, Let me just say, almost fifty yeah. percent of us voted for you in the last election. I While appreciate enjoying that. Enjoying one of his fine cigars. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you for the cigar, Your Honor. Uh, yeah, yeah, the bit, the the bit, the bit where he, yeah, I just that is actually one of the, the better lines. And the com- <laughs> almost fifty percent voted of us voted for you in the last election. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, but and that's the joke. Yeah. Like that's the thing is you, you start dissecting it, uh, and it just ruins the joke too. It but, just ruins uh, the joke. Yeah. So who um, knows where we're doing it? But uh, uh, what do you have any other of those kind of things that you uh, you know the manager? Uh, um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there is. How do we put? We talked about this kind of before. Sometimes you just gotta. S- Sometimes you can overtell stuff and you don't need it overtold. You just need to give an impression yeah. so that it works and you can walk away. So we don't really need to know anything about Dana's uh, apartment manager other than he's kind of a – he's not a complete scumbag, but he's not the greatest 
landlord either or or building super right yeah you know uh, you know let me help you with that miss barrett he's like oh she's like there's a thing you haven't fit oh didn't i fix that you know like he he is literally a caricature it's it's <laughs> that this is where central like the joke about right out of central casting because the joke about central casting is we need a blank and literally what they mean is they need somebody that sells a thing without having to get into it yeah, at all i need a superintendent all right i got this gruff a new york uh, new york yeah guy. we need a, we need yeah. a new york superintendent uh, here you go we need a new york cab driver like all these things and <clears throat> i mean i guess you can stare at them and go what's their story and really make it up because who cares it just needs she just she just needed to <sighs> I mean, that opening's not too bad because it shows that in a city that's kind of uh, brewing a, you know, a psychic goo out of everybody's negative uh, energy. Yeah, she's, keeping got... a, she's keeping a fairly level head, you know, even when it's, you know, dealing with her her super who hasn't helped her in a while on a thing that she's been trying to get him to help out on. And actually, weirdly, conversely, like, it's really kind of strange that they are are such they're in the thick of it as much as any other part of New York because the they trace it to the sewers right by her yeah. apartment. Yeah. And yet somehow well no, and other people were being affected too. Oh god, there you go. We just stumbled into one then. Why are some people so badly affected by it and others not? Like so I mean the Ghostbusters for example had to be like jump into it head to toe before they went off the deep end whereas in that opening shot we had people bumping into one another and screaming well, and, at one another and sort are of they thing. are they affected or is that just sort of their natural state of being and that's what's been manifesting the the, the sludge underground is just how <laughs> how angry yeah, well, and 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 uh i guess yeah, selfish that's the these slime, people are the slime is but yeah but then there's ray talking about like frog on a hot plate like there, there yeah. seems to be a bit of back and forth like maybe at a certain you know it, there's a critical mass where they, they each feed off of one another sort of thing um hmm. humans being little emotional engines that, that at a certain point the slime starts goading them into being more and more negative which just feeds into the slime yeah. and it turns into like a supernatural uh uh, you know, fuel rod meltdown. Yeah. See, I, I always pictured the, the guy that's arguing the traffic ticket at the beginning, you know, you can take this ticket and keep it. Uh, I think that's just his natural state of being. Like, I don't think yeah. he's being affected by psychomagnetic slime. I think that he's, he's just that person. <laughs> I think, I think, well, not quite. Cause remember there was the goop coming up. Yeah. She rolled yeah, through it. Did, I guess that's true. So did he I mean, did he step in the slime? Yeah. Did other or some I don't but, know. But this it, is at, the, at again, a minimum, if if yeah. they got caught up in this when they're, you know, in the filmmaking process, it just gets too cumbersome. It's like it well, I got to show this what, guy step in this and I got to show no, this dripping on her and Yeah. All they're doing is trying to sell the point that New Yorkers bad mood. The yeah. the the infamous and stereotypical New Yorker yeah, I'm walking uh, here. bad mood. Yeah. Um is creating this problem sort of thing. And at which point later on we find out that, you know, if you interact with it, it inter it affects you back right. sort of thing. But that opening scene showed right then and there that if you physically contact it, something will happen. In this case, it took control of the... Uh, that's the other thing, too. What are the rules of slime? Because <laughs> I don't know if 
Ghostbusters Resurrection. Yeah, Doug, help. <laughs> I don't know that they... Because they lifted from the video game, too, which has the tethery stuff, but nobody's ever been using it to, like... Uh, transfer and yeah yeah animate uh, get stuff moving and all yeah. that it's all it's all emotional and then this you know the slime tethery thing Ugh. but sometimes again, these, are, these are all the things that uh, the thought experiment has succeeded here because these are the things that it's like once we start talking about one it leads to another one and it just it keeps going and going and going i think they basically just needed an excuse for why the the baby uh carriage would run off on its own so yeah and We've I all seen it, slime before. Sure, we need. We know slime is ghost related. So wheel ran through ghost uh, goo, and once it started running off on its own, we all went, "Yep, got it, get it, we got it." Well, it's good. and I always kind of justified that as like that was the early prelim version of Vigo needing a host. So it's like, hey, hey, a baby in a carriage, take it in the carriage. Uh, I might need to rethink this and make it a little more complicated and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but uh, again, the kind of stuff that no, don't put it in novelizations if you have to, <laughs> but that's that doesn't need to be on the screen. I do prefer novelizations that actually kind of fill in blanks, and they don't always do that, unfortunately. Yeah, and um, or too much so where you're reading the Gremlins novelization and you realize that Mogwai are alien creatures from the planet. Uh, God, I can't remember what the name of the planet was. I'm like, oh. This really takes a lot of the mystery away. Why are they doing this? Yeah. I uh sometimes I also wonder about the shift in her career. I could see a cellist making decent money, although we all pondered how she got a penthouse apartment overlooking overlooking you know New York Central Park. Well, I think that was just probably time constraints as a parent, right? Cuz she does say yeah. like I was hoping to go back to the orchestra. Uh, once he got a little older, which is funny because you know yeah. she's got the full time nanny there that's uh, feeding Oscar. But yeah, how, uh, well the thing is, is how much does a an art restoration uh, person make? Uh, I can't imagine. Well, are those New York apartment and nanny prices? <laughs> what Was there? Mrs., she, what, what does Dana Barrett's mother do for a living, and how much inheritance has she been giving to Dana Barrett this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Is, did she was there insurance on her apartment like uh, oh maybe yeah uh, uh ghostbusters involvement or not do you uh, uh yeah then you force start, majeure uh, it is, force, is that force majeure yeah is, <laughs> um. uh yeah and actually then that comes down to was it a blessing that uh the city stiffed them on the job and all that because that kind of removes a certain amount of uh, liability, uh, yeah, not liability, but acknowledgement of involvement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, uh, but actually, uh, uh, Ron is out there somewhere going, That's not how that works. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's not how law works. That's not I how know. law works. Um, all right, well, Listen, we're hey. talking about a movie with we're talking about a movie with ghosts in it. I'll but, make law work exactly. however I want. Uh, Let's put it this way if I've learned anything from that uh, lawyer on YouTube. The number one mistake that uh, film and television makes is lawyers never step into the well. <laughs> Movies love it because it's very dramatic. It gives them lots of angles and excuses to interact. 
and it's great film and television. It is, com- <laughs> as he puts it, if you un- enter the well without talking to the judge, the bailiff will tackle you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's not. Uh, <sighs> that's not how that's done. He. It's good for he, blocking every, in film and TV. Yeah. He he he. he every single time, he's like, nope. <laughs> uh, they, you don't enter the well like that. <laughs> Uh, the bailiff will tackle you and i think if i recall correctly he's actually made a t-shirt <laughs> about don't enter the well without asking don't enter the well <laughs> so, um mind yeah. the well um uh, well hey uh successful thought experiment it feels like well successful time Ish. kill let's put it that way yeah we've we've, we've filled our hour <laughs> i don't know if we Go explain anything but, hour uh, Although this is an excellent uh, time to invite other people to send in your uh, head scratchers from the movie, what the the pet peeves or the yeah, please do send us. And, and even if you don't have uh, explanations or or well thought out arguments, uh, e- even prompts will help us uh, at this yeah. point. Yeah. If you have an answer, share it, and then yeah. we'll we'll flat out tell you if you're right yeah. or wrong. Do it according please. to us, the guys who are making up movie <laughs> law as we go. Story of our lives. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters! Interdimensional crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris, uh, before I throw to you for your final thoughts, uh-huh. um, I would like to um, send a, a gesture of, uh, as, as an ambassador for the United States of America speaking to a Canadian, uh, mm-hmm. I would like to reach across the aisle and shake your hand and tell you everything is going to be okay. Uh, we, we are friends, we are allies, we are compatriots. And I say this because I am sensing some animosity between a lot of people right now, but um, I just read uh, on the CBC uh, that in Nova Scotia, there's a fan out there. And if you're listening to this, uh, I would love to hear your story. So uh, uh, Benjamin, if you're listening to this, uh, please call in or send us an email or something. But uh, Benjamin Hebb, who lives in Nova Scotia uh, and has one of the replica Ecto-1 New York license plates on his Honda Civic, um, came back uh, from wherever he was, uh, got into his car, and noticed a note under his windshield wiper uh, that just said, Go home. Um, to which Benjamin, I'm assuming, is a Bridgewater, Nova Scotia resident. Uh, well, yeah, and in fact, right here, Bridgewater, Nova Scotia resident Benjamin Hebb. So uh, he is home. Local man. Uh, but he just has a, a nerdy fan replica of a New York license plate and is apparently getting some animosity toward him for being a New Yorker across the border during these very strange and troubled times. Um, so yeah. uh, the provinces are all different in terms of whether you need two plates or not. 
I'm in BC, we need two plates. Uh, Alberta, for example, only needs the rear plate. And, uh, well, I don't know them. I, I started into that like I... And now I will rattle them all off, the provinces and territories, and what they're... No, uh, obviously Nova Scotia is just the rear plate. Yeah, so you can put the, well. the faux or vanity, whatever you want, on the front of your car, yeah. uh, because it's it's not required as a license plate. Um, My kid sells drugs to your honor student. You know, uh, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, there's a few things happening here. Number one, it's just a, you know, fan like us that's proudly displaying their Ecto-1 license plate. Uh, there's obviously somebody who's angry about uh, Americans coming across the border at the moment. Um, and yeah, uh, I just, I, I, I implore everybody at the end of all of our podcasts at the moment to just be kind to one another. Like everybody is going through some stuff right now. And, uh, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I get, if you see that New York license plate and you're uh, pretty angry, um, but also Ecto one should have, I don't know, I'd, yeah, I'd article, like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but the article said, um, I guess they just saw New York, which is on the bottom part, and didn't see the Ecto-1. I'm like, how did they not see the Ecto-1? I, I think what it, yeah. And then another thing, I, I guess they didn't think to walk around the back. It's like, why would they think? Because if your car has what looks like a, a proper plate on the front, your assumption, like every car has to have a plate on the back minimum, right? Depending on what province you're. So if you yeah. run into a car with a license plate as opposed to a joke uh, plate thing there or whatever. Uh, you just assume it's the same on the back ends. I think more of what happened is it's probably an old person that doesn't know what Ghostbusters is. Yeah. So. And, and just saw the license plate and immediately saw red uh, in response. Yeah. Um, so Which is, it is, it has, I, I will say it has been a bit of an issue. I mean, we're in the middle of political posturing on both sides about because uh, America's like we're opening up everything, and it, we, it's time to reopen the schools in Canada. And Canada's like, you don't get to make that call. Yeah, no, uh, no. But at the exact same time, there's some issues we share. Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, we're in... <laughs> uh, the only thing that stands between America and Alaska is Canada. Uh, so <laughs> rules got worked out... Um, there are actually currently already rules that allow people to move back and forth, checking on uh, parents and relatives and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, if you're, uh, depending on how close you are to the border on either side, you you may have reasons to say, I've been back and forth, I'm going to go check on so-and-so. The There are other rules that are things like uh, you can enter into Canada if you're trying to get to Alaska. It's been problematic because a lot of people have learned that if you just show up and say, we're heading to Alaska, and then as they drive off, and by Alaska, we mean lunch in Banff. Like it's, um, (laughs) it's, uh, it's been a, and then that's compounded by the fact, like we have the same problem in Vancouver. A lot of people are, you know, leaving notes on windshields because they see Washington plates on cars. And it's like, slow, slow your roll. This, this city is filled with students going to university who... (laughs) Who are driving their Washington just, State car? But so, I mean, that's that's just that's the the biggest part of the problem is just this general lack of of, of empathy yeah. and care for one another at the moment. And yeah, uh, at the end of the day, stop and take a breath, people. Yeah, please. And uh, there's supposed to be like a number you can call 
but I don't know how the hell they could ever enforce this. Yeah. I, I think if somebody is, is in, uh, I think we will just rely on the fact that we're maintaining social distance and wearing masks here. And, uh, you know, if somebody does happen to get in one, because like I said, if somebody's coming in to check on their parents, like say they've got elderly parents or whatever, and they are, uh, you know, going to the grocery store or whatever, then we're just going to let the system that we've put in place do its best, yeah. right? Don't stand closer than six feet, uh, and everybody wear a mask, and in theory it should be okie-dokie, uh, or at least statistically more likely to be okie-dokie. I don't see the point of just assuming the worst and then and then leaving a note. Like, it just how... Yeah. Actually, I think what that all comes down to is there's a lot of stuff going on now that people are... They feel like they. This whole situation is 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 the definition of we don't have a lot of control over <laughs> over it. Uh, up so to is the pink slime just around all of North America? Yeah. Or is well, it... at this point, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, Do you have to interact with it, or does it just have to be present in the atmosphere? You know, we haven't thought about this a lot. I'll, somebody today <laughs> was talking about. Oh, Dana Gould's new podcast dropped. And he had Eddie Pepitone on. And Eddie Pepitone finished a special just before lockdown hit. And Dana was saying, everybody should watch it. It's a great special. It is all also a refreshing record of what showbiz used to be. Yeah. Um, and it occurred to me, as we're sitting here talking about this, it's like, we're about to go watch a bunch of movies as soon as they start putting them out that do not reflect oh, anything of what the world yeah, looks like right now prior and to f- any of this yeah and may not go back to anything like i said i think uh, things are probably gonna roll back a bit and i think for a while i think some habits are just gonna change and we're, we're gonna be stuck it's gonna be like you know you know watching ghostbusters ghostbusters 2 and getting to see the you know the the trade towers it's yeah. like there's just these <laughs> we're gonna watch a bunch of movies going Oh yeah, I remember Before when things you changed. Yeah, shake yeah. hands and uh, you know, here have a sip of my milkshake, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, anyway, well. so it's got nothing to do with Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin, it sucks. Uh, on the plus side, you're in Canada, so you were confronted by a fellow Canadian who left a note as opposed to say keying your car. <laughs> who did something terrible? Yeah. That's, that's the American uh, thing to do, but uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I hijacked your uh, your final thoughts uh, just to 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 point that particular <laughs> Ghostbusters related article out as uh, just a demonstration of yeah, ah, just what not what not to do. Just be nice to each other. If you see just something nice. that sets you off, just get in your car, take a breath, and move on. Uh, because we're at that point where it's just. I know everybody is on edge and I know that everybody is, is dealing with a whole lot of stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff. So, uh, if, if you need an outlet for your anger and your rage, uh, don't take it out on your, your fellow person down the street or in the parking lot or their car or to anything at this point, just be nice to one another for the love of everything. Holy, we're all going through this together. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. do, do you do you have any other final thoughts on top of that? As I yeah, you just implored you just implored uh, everybody uh, for peace in our time, <laughs> and I'm supposed to follow with so. Yeah, have you ever thought about Weetabix? Like, so, <laughs> what the hell are you talking? I don't Why have can't one. I find any coffee crisps? Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's... I, mostly my head's still stuck in Halloween because uh, yeah. in the in the week since we last recorded, oh, man, I think a lot of what I was uh, hoping for is uh, at least when it comes to traditional uh, out and about Halloween. I think a lot of it is going to be modified and limited to like us here in Canada and stuff. Yeah. I think you guys in the states are. Um, well, I mean, yeah, things will change in the next yeah. four months, but uh, you guys, you guys gotta think in fairly drastic terms right now. Yeah. Um, so, my, I've been kind of, I'm still preoccupied with the exact same issue, which is, this is already weird enough for the average person, and 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 shepherding our children through it is strange enough. It's one thing to shepherd children through. Uh, a fast, sharp event, you know, yeah. like 9-11 and stuff like that, those are already tough enough. But the human brain is very good at, ow, my knee, and then, you know, an hour later, it, sure, it hurts if you think about it, but you're on moving on with your life. Uh, not to diminish 9-11, but, you know, when things happen in a particular period of time, we are... Uh, our reaction to it is directly, you know, inverse proportional to how close in time to it is. So... But this thing is ongoing, and not only that, like, could be a measure of a year minimum yeah, before we're more. kind of beyond yeah. bits of it. And man, taking your kids through that, especially when your kids are, have, are at a, a stage of cognition where, like, you know, Thomas is, uh, your daughter is young enough that, given time, she's not going to remember a heck of a lot of this, frankly. Yeah. Thomas is seven. He's going to remember bits of it. Yeah. Not lots of these it. These are the Halloweens and things that you remember the most. Uh, exactly. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So, and, and, and I, I'm not speaking specifically about Halloween, but I'm talking about just everything that's yeah. going on. So, you know, it's, it, to me, things like, you know, the, the holidays, we can modify th- Thanksgiving, I think, will be tough for a lot because um, depending on where things are, that's another do we risk getting the family together sort of situation christmases are a little easier because even though i know families do get together at christmas times too also a lot of times people just the you know individuals families you know stay home for christmas and stuff like it's i think there's ways through that but halloween is a community thing right it's there's no version of halloween that a family just does on their own right it's always been about getting out to the neighborhood and that's the stuff the kids remember and all that. So, I don't know. I'm still kind of fixated on that problem. There may be no good solution, which is why, once again, the best thing I can think of is uh, stores just lean into it, still decorate, still sell us the candy, uh, and you know, television and and radio. Like I said, I think if we can just create a one week bubble where it's just nonstop, I think that would that would. Yeah. sit really nicely with and frankly i think it'd be good for all of us i think us as yeah, not adults, just the kids I'm, I'm down with that yeah right i think all of us as adults getting to tap back into classic halloween uh, you know as sort a of feeling escape. yeah you know what i mean it'll be cool crisp weather and wearing sweaters and all that and pumpkin spice time and man just like i said being able to sit down in front of the television and Instead of the each stations doing their normal lineup, but there's 
you know, one movie later on. No, just flood us. Everything you What's your library got? Stack it all in yeah. for, for that period of time. You ran it two months ago? Don't care. Put it back into rotation. <laughs> just like, do just it again. Do it again. We, we don't <laughs> care. We'll just show it. We yeah. want to turn on the television and run it. Uh, and then when it's commercial times, the commercials with their cheesy Halloween tunes come on and all that. Like just, yeah. oh god, that this is a long shot. But man, being able to sell. Uh, oh, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just get attacked by a robot? Ah. <laughs> a low budget robot made out of uh, uh, a tin duct. Yeah, duct that work. was. Yeah, it was. My headphones hitting my uh, my pop screen. It was just what is happening here. <laughs> um, this is the here's the thing. Uh, businesses, not businesses, companies that are trying to sell us products, uh, trying to sell us stuff. Uh, business is weird. Why don't you save yourself some cash and dig up your old classic Halloween commercials? Your products. You can insert like a, a beauty shot at the end of it, right? With the with the the current look of the product yeah. right but just run the whole the old or thing the, right yeah the the tootsie roll pops the m&ms the all the, the 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 people that already bring back their classic commercials yeah that's a good yeah. way to do it too do that like yeah. just imagine ha- halloween weekend and every time a commercial came oh, on that sounds was, great it was some guy in the 80s dressed as count <laughs> dracula trying to sell you mountain dew i'm like i'm in <laughs> Like, as a matter of fact, you could pull a crackle. I want you to play that four times in one <laughs> commercial break and then take me back to the movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Do it for the kids, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, actually, at this rate, this may be my final thought for at least another two for, episodes. For the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just keep, keep building upon it. Uh, all right. Uh, well, yeah. So, so be kind to one another. Uh, be respectful of your kids. Think of them as we get into the holidays and help us find ways to build up uh, this Halloween some way somehow uh, hit up that voicemail have a very scary Halloween <laughs> I'm just, as a matter of fact from now on I'm going to do all the episodes the like this the entire time I love it <laughs> uh, all right. start, working, start working on your Wolfman Jack and we'll do that for <laughs> uh, I, 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 no I'll work on no. it I'm not even going to try it right now <laughs> <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. Do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's you know, it's pretty good. It's more Bobcat Goldthwait, but you know, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's guttural in there. Yeah, there you He's go. Got that You'll deep get voice, but I don't know how to get there at this yeah, point. That's in time. pretty good. That's good. Uh, Do that. Right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. We'll see y'all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. I love how wouldn't we always just devolve into impressions? <laughs> Children Wolfman of the Jack night. coming to you with my That's popsicles in the refrigerator. That's right. <laughs> They're kind of melty. Everything sticky, isn't it? Come on back. Come on back.